Welcome to room 4216. I'm so glad you've come. Reading the Bible can be difficult. Not to mention understanding it. Mm -hmm. Having a disability such as blindness or another can be difficult too. Sometimes it feels like God's not even there. But in room 4216... God shows us His path and we find... We are not alone. Paul and Timothy, servants of Christ Jesus, to all the saints in Christ Jesus at Philippi, together with the overseers and deacons, grace, mercy, there is no mercy, Hmm. grace and peace to you from God our Father, and the Lord Jesus Christ. You're a real eager beaver here, Cecilia, this morning. Already <laughs> reading Philippians. Oh, Philippians is one of my favorite books. Yeah. It is our book of study here in room 4216, and I'm mm-hmm. glad to be here with you. As am I. Yeah, I see you got here and started reading already. That's pretty good. So what were you reading, just the first couple verses? Yeah, it's chapter 1, mm-hmm. um, and it's it's... Basically, the greeting, this is a letter, like we said last week, and uh, Paul is I heard you hello. kind of stumbling, grace, mercy, and peace you were kind of expecting. I was, because that's what I'm so used to, to hearing. Mm, yeah, and, I, uh, I'm not sure his introduction ever is. I'll have to check on that and see if it is. I think it's just grace and peace. I know Galatians mm-hmm. is just gla- grace and peace. I don't know if that's a pastoral and not the... Writer himself, meaning pastors do that. Yeah, I know. I hear but, that often in sermons. Yeah, yeah, I don't think so. We can talk about that a bit more, though. Uh, why not mercy? Why grace and peace? In fact, there is a huge thing about this grace and peace, but that's more later. What? Uh, start over again, read, and, and, and then let's, let's chat about it. Paul and Timothy, servants of Christ Jesus, Oh, that's probably even enough. What do you catch in just those few words? Well, first, that it's not just Paul, mm-hmm. but that it's Timothy, too. Mm-hmm. And yeah, we didn't really touch on that. We did last week um, talk about uh, uh, Luke and, and who was the other guy? Silas uh, being thrown into prison. Yeah, Silas was there. Just before they went to Philippi, they were going through other towns, and I believe it was Laodicea. This is in Acts chapter 16, verse 1. Laodicea. It's uh-huh. a long name. Yeah. It, it is in, in what they call Asia Minor, um, which is part of, well, we'd probably say Turkey today, um, part of that area north of Israel. Um, they um, um, met with uh, Timothy and his mother Lois and grandmother Eunice. And he became a follower, and he went then with Paul. Odds are, Timothy was with Paul when he first visited Philippi, and went on with him many other places, until finally, I think it's Crete that he dropped Timothy off to stay permanently. Timothy was kind of like uh, a person who is first learning to be a pastor. Is mm-hmm, that kind of yeah, right? Yeah. What some would call a vicar, almost. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, studying from Paul as Paul went and traveled. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. What else do you see there besides uh, Paul and Timothy, the, the two writers writing back? Mm-hmm. Servants. Mm-hmm. Literally, the Greek word there is uh, slave, doulos. 
and uh, it's it's softened more to servant here because once we are a Christian, we are no longer, and this is a twist literally that happens with the English and the Greek, technically we are slaves to sin. And Paul picks up on this in a different letter, Romans chapter 6, and that in baptism our, our, we are drowned, and what comes out of the water is a new nature. And we're no longer a slave, but instead a servant, which means a, a willing follower rather than a slave who is kind of, you know, forced to go along. And just as Christ once said, I no longer call you, uh, well, he's talking about to his disciples, I no longer mm-hmm. call you servants, I call you friends. Yes, um, yes. They're willing followers of yeah. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Okay, what else do you have there in that next verse there? That verse where we stop. Uh, servants of, of Christ Jesus. That's obvious. Mm-hmm. They're making no secret of who they serve. To all the saints in Christ Jesus at Philippi. All the saints in Christ Jesus in Philippi. that word saint, oh, there's so many ways we could go. Uh, Before we started recording, you were commenting about how many things are named saint here in the St. Louis, oop, there's one, (laughs) area. What are some of those things? Well, let's see. We have St. Mary's Hospital, and we have... St. John and St. Luke's Hospital also. Oh, yeah. St. Anthony Hospital. Mm -hmm. Lots of hospitals. There's a suburb, St. Anne. Mm-hmm. Um, and St. John, that's another hus- uh, uh, community, mm-hmm. suburb. Uh, St. Charles is a pretty prominent community. Yeah. St. Genevieve. Of course, then you got a lot of the churches, St. Paul, St. Peter, St. Thomas. Paul. Uh-huh. But that isn't really what Paul is referring to here. Um, those saints have been made a lot of. Um, and, it, well, there's a couple of angles to go with this. Really? Some people would probably just assume a saint is a a believer in Christ. Yeah. So we could say all the believers in Christ. Or you might say... That's not usually what what most people think of, though, when they think of a saint. Well, actually quite a few people do. Uh Hmm. It can mean that in its broad sense. Mm -hmm. Or is it its narrow... (laughs) Oh, excuse me, narrow sense. Oh, my. Mm. Excuse me. Where did that all come from? I, certainly not this saint talk that's gotten that going. I don't know. Well, you were, you were mentioning, what do you think people think of, since I, you, you disagreed with me there? I think that people think of people who are extremely, who have lived an extremely holy life, uh, who have done a lot of good in the world, who have... Uh, it suffered for the faith? Oh, sure. And the Roman Catholic Church is always adding to the, what do they call it, canonization of the, the saints. Yeah. Yeah. In fact, you're named after one, aren't you? I am, yes. And which one are you named after? I'm named after St. Cecilia, the patron saint of music. Music. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> and you think in music. That is so insane. Although that's sometimes how it is, isn't it? That names mean so much and we live up to our names. You certainly do. I certainly try. Yeah. 
So, and, and with the Roman Catholic Church, with um, you had mentioned several steps, and there are many steps, and we're not going to even try to mention them all because we'd certainly forget mm-hmm. them, but it is a pious, holy life. They did remarkable things, miracles there. If I remember right, if you die as a martyr for the faith, that immediately sets you into a near category where you can be approved. It gives you like a, a, a short a short pass. But if you aren't martyred, if you are confessing the faith and then do the miracles, there's several ways, but it's decided by then the bishops moving finally up to the Pope. Right. Martin Luther struggled with that because, and being a Lutheran pastor, I studied about this, um, he struggled with that because it lifted people up too much. Everyone was trying to be good and be this righteous person, and and they venerated the saints, and almost to the point where they worship saints. And that's where he struggled with this whole idea of saints. And I believe the Roman Catholic Church today would even say it's not good to worship saints. That's not what they're about. Luther, therefore took a different slant completely and and his concept was anyone that is declared righteous by Jesus is a saint they're set apart they're holy and he even had a phrase a Latin phrase simo ustis et peccator saint and sinner at the same time because even as he said well you're a saint you've been forgiven people go but I sin yep and end up being a saint and a sinner at the same time. 100% saint, 100% sinner. saints who from their labors rest all who by faith before the world confessed your name O Jesus be forever blessed Alleluia Alleluia The topic of saints and sainthood is important to the church. In fact, there is a holiday, All Saints Day. And on that, we remember the saints uh, who both, and primarily who have gone before us and who are now home in heaven. Often we think of saints as those who are in heaven, blessed by Jesus. But there is more to sainthood than just that. You were their rock, their fortress, and their might. You, Lord, their captain in the well-fought fight. You, in the darkness, drear their one true light. Alleluia, alleluia. Even as Paul points out in the first verses of Philippi, to the letter to the Philippi, the saints are in Christ Jesus. 
to be a saint is always wrapped up with Jesus. It's not about us, but about him. For we uh, are sinners, we struggle, Jesus is the one who is victorious, and it's by his victory that we have hope, and that we are made holy, and that we have eternal life, sainthood with him. Oh, may your soldiers, faithful, true, and bold, fight as the saints who nobly fought of old, and win with them the victor's crown of gold. Alleluia, Alleluia. Part of being a saint is not just ease and comfort, but in fact there is a difficult time. Even as soldiers are in battle and in combat with a foe, so we as saints are in combat with the foe, sin, the devil, and all that is evil. We fight against that and hold to him who is good, Jesus. Oh, blessed communion, fellowship divine. We feebly struggle, they in glory shine. Yet all are one within your great design. Alleluia, Alleluia. A saint is somebody who is alive, moving, breathing, you and I, even as we fight and struggle. But it is and are those who have gone to be with Jesus as well. For they aren't in the fight and struggle, though once they were. How can we be together? How can we both be saints? Isn't one a saint, not the other? No. Because this is a mystical communion, the church. It's made by Jesus. And because Jesus can do the mysteries and the wonders, after all, he destroyed death itself. He can unify us who are alive with those who are dead. And so we have the promise of the resurrection, and we have the promise that we will see those who have gone ahead of us. And when the strife is fierce, the warfare long steals on the ear the distant triumph song. And hearts are brave again, and arms are strong. Alleluia, Alleluia. It's important for us who are saints alive now to understand that saints are here, but also in heaven. For if all we had were this life, we would not have hope. We would not have the strength to go on. But there is hope. Because there is something 
awaiting us, where we will be without the struggle, without the strife, without the fight. We will have rest and peace. And that is one of the things that Jesus promises us. Even as Paul writes, grace and peace. Peace is what we desire. Peace is what we receive through him, because he has won the victory. The golden evening brightens in the west. Soon, soon to faithful warriors comes their rest. Sweet is the calm of paradise the blessed. Alleluia. Alleluia. Because sainthood involves Jesus, it involves a future. We have hope because he who died rose. He who died forgives our sins. He who died is alive and promises us everlasting life. And so whether we find ourselves in prison like Paul at Philippi or imprisoned in the bodies with a disability or just in a mundane everyday life where everything seems to be the same day after day, we have From earth's wide bounds, from oceans farthest coast, through gates of pearl, streams in the countless host, singing to Father, Son, and Holy Ghost, Alleluia, Alleluia. To all the saints in Christ Jesus at Philippi, together with the overseers and deacons. Well, we know who the saints are now. Mm -hmm. So who are these overseers and deacons? Literally there, the word for overseer is presbyter. It's a Greek word meaning elder. Um, It's usually... Today we'd probably say pastor, actually. It's somebody who has spiritual care, uh, works with the Word of God to help people spiritually. So it's presbyter, elder, pastor. And that's where we get the the word Presbyterian. Exactly, exactly. And and you heard me say the word elder. I uh, will mention today sometimes uh, uh, some churches have help for the pastor and then spiritual things in there called elders. I don't want to go into that yet. How about this other word? What was it, though? Deacons. Deacon. Literally, the word, you should know what that means, oh, Miss Deaconess. Uh, Yes. It Uh, means? It means 
servant. Servant. And literally, it is meaning for the earthly items, whether it be house or tables. I mean, even back then, they had potlucks and things. They'd have to set up tables and chairs. And, and so a deacon, well, and they also had widows and orphans, making sure the daily activities of, of, of people in the church were cared for. So back then, they would even spir- separate the spiritual from the more practical thing. Grace and peace to you from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. This is the standard greeting that Paul gives in all his letters to churches. When he writes to Timothy, he does add the word mercy in there, but to the churches, this is the standard. It's grace and peace. Hmm. You can't have true peace without grace. You can't have grace, but only from the Father. And you can't approach the Father, but by the Son, the Lord Jesus Christ. And so again, the greeting from Paul is? Grace and peace to you from God, our Father, and the Lord Jesus Christ. The Father is the source of the grace, the 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 loving kindness, the looking the other way, the forgiving. The one who sent his son. And because the son was sent and died on the cross, taking our sins, we have peace. That true peace that surpasses understanding, which will keep our hearts and minds no matter what the circumstances may be. The only one we don't have in this discussion is the Holy Spirit. Hmm. Seems to be missing there. Hmm. Hmm. Perhaps that's because the Holy Spirit is the one who is inspiring all this. Perhaps it's because the Holy Spirit is indwelling. It's the Holy Spirit that helps us to grow in our faith, is it not? The Holy Spirit is there, though not mentioned in the greeting permeating every aspect of our life. (laughs) So it's the Holy Spirit who sanctifies us, who makes us saints, just like we talked about. And so the circle comes back and completes. And we love it when the circle is completed, when we hear from you. We get lonely when we don't hear from our listeners. We have shared with you. Please share with us. And you can do so by uh, sending us an email. Send it to... Info... I-N-F-O at not-alone.net. You can also search us out on Facebook by looking up Room 4216 or Pastor Dave Andrus. And even as Paul gave this blessing, so we give this blessing to you. God's grace and peace through God the Father and our Lord Jesus Christ. We, we are not... Alone.
I will lead the blind by the ways they have not known. Along unfamiliar paths, I will guide them. I will turn the darkness into light before them and make the rough places smooth. These are the things I will do. I will not forsake them. Do come back again to room 4216. Credits. The Hymn for All the Saints from Lutheran Worship, copyright 1982, Concordia Publishing House, St. Louis, Missouri, and interlude musicians, Terry Nord and Robert Vaughn.